Hello, this is Javier Ortiz from Helping Kids and thank you very much for watching this video. I have to be honest, I, I wasn't planning on recording this video. I, I was waiting, was going to wait for, for a few more videos in the series before tackling this problem. Uh, and this specific problem is about how do we talk about pornography to young people? Now, the reason why I'm recording this video today is because yesterday I got a call from one of my uh, clients, mom. And uh, she was in complete distress. She said, oh my God, my kid, um, he is nine years old. Uh, he's been uh, watching videos on my computer. We let them use it. There is no parent restrictions on that, um, on that computer. They are on the other ones, but he, um, we've seen that he's been watching porn. And um, I, cannot, I cannot explain to you how distressed she was. She was full of guilt, full of worries. She was overwhelmed. She didn't really know what to do. She didn't know how to take it forward. And um, she called me just to ask for my help, for my advice. And I want to share with you what I said to her. And uh, hopefully, if this happens to you, you have some more tools, some more ideas that can help you deal with this situation. So as always, we're going to start with what's going on in, in our mind as parents. Um, because we, we're full of guilt, as I said, we're full of worry. Am I messing around with my kid's mind? Uh, uh, have I just been careless and this is going to create something? Or what, what is going on? And the most important thing that we have to keep in mind is that the vast majority of this, especially in this age group of up to 10 to 12 years old, is just um, innocent mistake, yeah? You, going into the guilty trip is not going to help you. What you have to do is to keep calm. It's a situation, let's analyze it step by step and let's put the actions in motion so you can deal with it effectively. So these are the few things that I share with her and I want to share them with you. First thing first, I want to be very concrete on this one. The advice I'm giving you is for boys. It could be used for girls as well, but mostly for boys. And it's also for under 12 years old. Okay, it depends on the maturity, depends on, on the environment, uh, but 10 to 12 years old maximum. After 12, the, the kids are in a complete different scene, in a complete different situation. Some of what you will hear, it can be applied to them by all means, but just be aware that you will be able, what you will need to customize this to the specific situation. So the first thing, this is for 12 and under boys and girls that um, have made the mistake of landing into a porn site. The first thing that I advised my, uh, my client, this person, was to say, okay, keep calm, tell me what has happened, how did it happen? And as I told you, um, this boy was using his mom's computer and just going through the history, what they found out is that he was looking for fat Elvis or something like that, I don't remember. Uh, and eventually clicking, 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 he landed in a porn site. And, and so far so innocent. The part that worried mom is that once on the porn site, he was 
um, exploring, he was clicking through other things, and that's the part that, um, that, that worried her. The other part that worried her was that while he was there, he didn't raise the alarm, he didn't say anything, he even was a bit kind of cagey about not being seen. Uh, so obviously all this kind of, say, oh, the um, mom was thinking there's a, a premeditated approach to this. But eventually when you realize it was just kind of, of course he knew it was wrong, of course he didn't want to get caught, and of course there was a part of curiosity that drove him into there. But the intention, the original intention, was not ill-conceived. It was a mistake. And that's the first thing that I want to say. If you listening or watching to this episode, I don't know what your kid's situation is, but in my experience, the vast majority of these situations with under 10 to 12 years old are pure mistakes that evolve into something else. What we have to say on this situation, and this is very important, this is, this is my attitude to parenting, to my work, to absolutely everything. What we have to say is, okay, we go into um, telling them off, punish, punish them, no TV, no uh, technology for a week, for a month, for whatever. Or do we take this opportunity as a learning opportunity for them and for you? Now, there's a concept that I talk in a lot of my articles, in a lot of my videos or podcasts, and it's the concept of ownership. You can ban them from doing things today, but you will not be able to do it in three, four, five years time. So the gift of this opportunity is that you can help them learn from this and make better decisions in the future. The more you hide it, the more you banish it, the more that you don't talk about it, the more that you letting them at their own devices. And um, you know what? It might, it might work, but it might not. So me, my personal view, my personal approach is, okay, how do I make a learning experience for him and for me of this situation? It all starts with a very simple approach. Have a conversation. Obviously, there was an initial conversation when they kind of stopped him from doing it, they kind of got a bit panicky, they take, took away the laptop, but that, that's not a conversation. Uh, you allow a bit of time and you sit down when there's no rush, no time, no, no need to kind of check emails or go and do the shopping or whatever in an environment in which he feels safe. So probably his bedroom is a good place to start with. And what happens then is uh, you help them express their feelings. Now. Uh, a kid of this age, 8, 9, 10, 11, is going to um, not share with you anything. Let's be honest. They're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell his parents how they feel in that moment when they know they're doing something wrong. Yeah? And the, the reason for that is that they're probably totally confused. They don't know how they, uh, how they feel. They don't know what they experience. They don't know how to put it into words. They don't know anything. And um, obviously, but they know they've done something wrong. So you have a conversation, but don't expect a lot of talk back. You create the spaces, you create pauses in your talk, in your questions, but the strategy is different. The strategy is not for them to talk, because they will not, let's be honest, in most of the cases. If, if they do, fantastic, yeah, just go with it. But in most of the cases, 
What they will do is they will just say yes, no, I don't know, look down and, and just kind of wait for this moment to happen. So creating a connection is really important and the way that you do that is by expressing, I call this technique fishing around, basically is just see what creates a reaction. So you express, you sympathize and you just express what feelings he might be experiencing. So, well, I think we need to talk about this. And so, okay, well, fine. And so, how are you feeling? I don't know. I'm feeling fine, yeah? And then you say, well, listen, I, I don't know, but in your situation, I guess I could be feeling confused, maybe a bit disgusted, worried, upset. Um, I, I could be kind of worried that you are disappointed, that you, mom, are disappointed with me. Uh, all those feelings, maybe one, maybe two, maybe all of them together. Now, again, don't expect them to, to agree with you, but you will notice how they probably nod, or if they're quiet, they just let it sink. And that's a good sign that something is going on there. So you are fishing around, sharing the possible range of feelings that they have, but what you're really doing is you are creating a connection. I can understand, I can imagine how you're feeling in this difficult situation for you. The next part is bring it in the open. Bring it in the open. Now, um, obviously there is a, a big of a personal decision as parents, when they talk to them about sex, how they talk about pornography. That is something I'm not going to get into because I think that is very personal. I, I talk and I help my clients um, navigate through this maze and, and find out what is right for them to share with their kids, what they feel, what they believe is right for them to share with their kids. But it's very personal. So what I'm going to tell you next is the generic parts that you can include on top of your personal beliefs as a, as a parent on how do you talk about sex, when do you talk about sex, how do you talk about pornography, and when do you talk about pornography. So I'm going to start with the assumption that um, we, you and me, believe that uh, it's wrong for a eight, nine, ten years old kid to watch pornography. Now, the technique that we use here is we're going to reframe his perception of it, yeah? Now, I personally don't believe that we have to say it's, it's wrong, it's bad, it's, it's sinful. I don't believe on that, but I, I believe that I can help them make the right choice. So by reframing this situation, what I'm doing is I'm putting this situation in a different context, in a different frame, yeah? So I could explain something like, well, listen, you know that, um, do you know where, where I keep my car keys, don't you? So yeah, it's just in the second drawer on the right. So yes, fantastic. Uh, could you take my car keys, get on the car and start driving? And he will say, well, of course not. No, that's right. Uh, well, you know where, where dad keeps the wine or the gin or the alcohol or whatever? I said, yeah, yeah, I know. He said, could you think about going there, opening a bottle and start drinking of it? I said, no, 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 that's wrong. And, and he will agree with you in a, in a no way. No, I will not do it. Um, another way of doing it is, I say, well, you know, you probably have seen people on the street smoking. Could you go and start light, us up, light up a cigarette and smoke? And again, most of the people, most of the kids will say no. 
Uh, the few of these aids that will say yes, it's just a bit of defiance, but that, that's not the norm. Uh, so what do you do? Uh, and if you want to take it a bit extreme, by the way, you could say, well, listen, it's the same like um, having a gun. Could you take a gun and start shooting around? And, and obviously they say, well, no, it's very dangerous. I say, okay, yeah, so, but none of those things, well, obviously the gun with the license and all that, but none of those things is illegal. People can drive, people can drink, people can smoke. It's just not appropriate for a young kid because you are not prepared, you are not trained, you're not ready to understand how to drive or to understand how to manage uh, alcohol or how to manage um, smoking. Yeah, You're not right to make that choice. And it's the same with pornography. So what we are doing here, we're helping them not feel blamed about watching pornography, but just saying, it's not appropriate for you. You are not ready yet for that. Okay. As you do this, you say, well, um, as you have already seen it, do you have any question? Do you have any, anything that worries you? Uh, of course, it's been an innocent mistake. I, I understand that what you can choose is the same way that you will choose to drive or not to drive the car. You can choose to go into these pages or not. And what is that we can do if this happens again? Because let's be honest, it might happen again. It probably will happen again over time. So what is that we can do if this happens again? And this is very important because right now you're working together. Until now, you've been telling him, but now it's getting a, an, an agreement, an agreement that is suitable and acceptable for both of you. Uh, the most obvious one could be, well, if this ever happens again, I want you to tell me so I can set up the computer in a way that you're not exposed to that. If anybody tells you to watch those things, and that's the part that is important and I'm coming to, in a few years' time, it's very likely that a kid in a school is going to tell them about that and they're going to have curiosity. So at some point, they will be unable to stop it. But before that, I would like them to tell me if possible. They might, they might not, but I want them to know that they can. So set up a plan, like what if this happens again? I would really like to tell me because again, it could be dangerous to do it. It could be dangerous because you are not ready for that. There will be a time and a place when you are ready and uh, we can discuss about that. But at this point, it's really important that you tell me when things like this happen. When things that you know they are wrong, you tell me about them. And what is very important about this point is that you are trusting them. You're trusting them to make the right choice. Not today, not tomorrow, but always. And that trust is really, really important and they will thank you for that. And to be honest, that's probably where I will leave that first conversation. Uh, again, don't expect a lot of communication, don't expect a lot of questions, expressions. If they do, but by all means, explore it. Be curious about what is that they're saying, where are they coming from, really, but just don't challenge them. Don't. Don't rebuke them, don't, don't tell them off, just let them express what it is because it's going to give you a lot of information about what's going on in their mind. The next step is, I would say probably the next day, just allow 24 hours and again find another time, another space in which he feels comfortable. 
And, and continuity is key in everything that I say about parenting in all my work. Um, and continuity in this one is important because your son, your son or daughter, will not see the moment of move on from here. Yeah? Ignore it, bury it, pretend it never happened. Yeah? But that's not where the learning happens. So what we need to do is to create another conversation, one, maybe twice, yeah, but I think one to two is, is about enough. Uh, the second conversation, as I said, 24 hours later, sit down with them and say, well, have you, have you had a chance to think about what we talked yesterday? How are you feeling about that? And in my experience, they will be a bit more talkative. Time is a good healer. So they will feel more open to talk to you about it. Uh, again, don't, don't expect the floodgates to open. They will probably share a few more words, a few more ideas, but it's quite embarrassing for them to talk to you and to admit to do something that they know they shouldn't have done. But it's okay, that's fine. You are creating that conversation. You are opening those doors and that's what it really matters. And uh, in that conversation, what you want to go now is into a yes agreement, okay? So what we done before, it was a no agreement. I wouldn't take the car, I wouldn't drink alcohol, I would not um, use the, um, I would not smoke or, or use a gun, yeah? Right now what we want is a yes agreement. He said, well, um, are you clear on what we talked yesterday? And most likely, even if it's just to get you off the back, they're going to say yes. Do you understand why this conversation is important? Okay, yes. Do you understand that it may happen again and what is that you need to do? Yes. Can you repeat to me, what is that we agreed that you're going to do if this happens? Well, I'm going to talk to you or to dad or to the nanny or to my teacher, to wherever. So, uh, because I need to seek help. I need to somebody to help me to stop me from watching those things because they are not appropriate for me. And we want to get into that yes agreement. And the next yes that we want to get is into, okay, and how comfortable do you feel about talking to me if this was to happen again? Yeah, and again, most likely just to get you off the back, they're going to say, yes, I feel comfortable. I feel okay. And that's fine. Okay. Now, my personal opinion, I would probably not take it much farther than this. It obviously depends on how they are reacting. Are they engaging? Are they becoming challenging to you? Are they defensive? And all those things will bring different patterns to the conversation. But the most important thing is that they understand that it's not appropriate for them, that it's an innocent mistake and that's okay, that they can come back to you if it happens again. Because unfortunately, and I'm sorry to say that, it will happen again. And if it happens again, when they are older, chances are that they will not tell you unless you have this conversation now. And that's really what I wanted to share with you today. Just going to give you a quick summary. The first part is don't panic. Don't panic and don't go into guilt mode. Yeah, uh, we all make mistakes. Maybe I should have those um, blocks on my computer. Maybe I shouldn't, whatever it is. Nine out of 10 of these cases will be very innocent mistakes driven by curiosity, by whatever it is, but they, um, they, they will not have an ill-conceived approach. So just keep calm, 
you're not destroying your kids' life, you're not messing around with them, just keep calm because the most important thing you can do for them now and for yourself is to keep calm and just work out on a plan on how to go about it. The second part is to have a conversation as close as possible to the event, but letting him a bit of a space to kind of calm himself down. And in that conversation, we allow them to express or we help them express or connect with the feelings that they're experiencing as a way of making connection between the two of us. We reframe that situation, we explain about the situation, about not being appropriate on the way of, as I said, the example I suggested, we're driving a car, drinking alcohol, or smoking, or whatever you feel is right and relevant for your kid, yeah? And, and we, all, we, we work into that no agreement, no, I will not do that, no, I don't think that is right, no, I don't agree with that, yeah? Uh, and we want them to kind of understand that the same that is not appropriate for them to drive the car is not appropriate for them to watch things that are not for the eight. And then after that conversation is happening, again, allowing them to express the little that they will express, we have a following conversation, either one, maximum two. I don't think there is point for, for going over and over again through this. But um, what we have is that second conversation. And in this conversation, again, we, we check, we calibrate where they are. How are you feeling? Do you understand the importance of the conversation we had? And then we have that yes agreement. Agree that this is not appropriate. Agree that they will tell you. Agree what they will do if this happens again and have that kind of action plan. Yeah. Now, um, I can tell you what it worked very well for um, my client yesterday. It, it was very useful because she was taking notes. Now, she called me a bit later to ask me a couple more questions uh, and she had prepared herself a bit of a plan of action. And when I said, how are you feeling now? Uh, the most important thing she said is, I feel I got a plan. I'm not so overwhelmed anymore. I know how I'm going to take this forward. And you can use this idea, as I said with you, you can search online. There's not a lot of advice for this age group in particular, but you can get a lot of advice for other age groups, other situations, and bring it into yours. Have a plan, prepare yourself. It's a very, very important conversation to have. Uh, it's a conversation that a lot of the parents are pushing away and not facing. And unfortunately, it comes when we are not prepared for it. So it has come, it has happened, make your plan, write it down and see how it goes. Yeah, really, if anything, you want to make a connection with them and you want them to understand that they can come to you for any advice, for any thought and that they really understand what's right and wrong and they choose, they decide to leave wrong behind. So that's it. It's, um, it was very important for me to share this with you when it was fresh in my mind, when it was fresh in terms of the, the effect that has happened on this kid, on this mom, because I think that is the best way of learning right in the moment. And I think that um, unfortunately this mom's situation can help a lot of you to deal with it in the same way. So I hope that you enjoyed this video. Probably enjoy is not the right word, but I hope you found it useful. Uh, and uh, as always, you know, uh, comment on it, ask questions, send us an email if you, if you have any specific questions about it, and we'll do our best to respond to all the comments and all the emails. Um, but by the time, just kind of um, 
hope it was helpful and thank you very much for watching. I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Thank you and goodbye.